0: The volume. Hey guys, it's the Sessions presented by FanDuel. It might be cold, but the sports calendar is heating up, baby, and there's no better place to get in on the action than with FanDuel. The app is safe, secure, and so, so easy to use. FanDuel always has exclusive offers, boosts, and more. And when you win, you're gonna get paid real fast. FanDuel has lots of ways to play, like with the spread, money line, over, under, team totals, player props, and so much more. You can jump into the action at any time during the game with live betting. And you can combine multiple bets from the same game in a same game parlay to try out the same game parlay plus. Get in on that. And... FanDuel is now live in Maryland, y'all. So use the promo code Renee R-E-N-E-E, and download the FanDuel app today to start making every moment more. Disclaimer, 21 plus in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG for Colorado, Iowa, Minneapolis, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, and Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342. 1 888 789 7777 or visit ccpgorg chat for Connecticut. 1 800 9 with it for Indiana. 1 877 770 stop for Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org for Maryland. Tennessee Redline 1 800 889 9789 for Tennessee. Visit ksgamblinghelp.com for Kansas. 1 800 522 4700 for Wyoming. Or visit www.1800gambler.net for West Virginia. All right, here we are. Let's do this. You ready to go?
1: I'm ready when you are.
0: All right, we are ready. We are doing this, guys. It is 2023. We have arrived. We've landed comfortably, flat-footed. We stuck the landing. Not flat-footed. We're like on the on the toes. That's how you want to land, right?
1: I landed perfect. I just went up and I threw my hands in the air and I'm like...
0: Stuck the landing. Stuck
1: the landing. I'm like, all right, I'm moving on to the ribbon competition next.
0: <laughs> how was your holiday?
1: it was lovely I did uh, copious amounts of nothing but my sleep schedule is even worse now
0: oh what does that mean
1: I don't fall asleep until 8 o'clock in the morning
0: what the fuck why
1: I am a vampire you are right you deduced this years ago and now it's just true
0: I, you know, I don't think it was me that deduced that. I think somebody else did. And I've jumped on that. Now it's like, it's a common known thing. I did not even come up with this. I think maybe Big E did. Maybe Graves did. Somebody else did.
1: It was probably one of the two. Absolutely. Because I will text them and then I will get a response back at like four or five in the morning. And they're like, you haven't slept yet, have you? I was like, oh, God, no.
0: Okay, so what's going on with this? I don't like this sleep pattern. I don't like when people are on different schedules than me. Um, it throws me off. <laughs> and I'm, I'm more so speaking from like my own personal experience that like John is also in this weird night owl thing and I don't like it. I don't like it. It makes me uncomfortable. Go to bed. When I go to bed, let's all wake up together. It's weird.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. It's not about you. It should be. I'm sorry,
0: throw it. But off. I'm the one that's on the regular schedule, not you.
1: Right, but I I made sure that when we set the time to do this today, that I was bright eyed and bushy tailed to sit down in front of the microphone and talk a lot of stuff with you. And I'm I'm jazzed, but I'm also very tired.
0: Don't you feel like you're missing out on things? Like, what? So, what is like the source of this? I, it, I'm stressed out about this. Are you concerned?
1: Yes and no. Uh, I mean, I would like to fall asleep at a respectable time. I, I don't know what a respectable time is to be honest. I, I, I'm not a can't go to bed at ten o'clock at night guy.
0: Midnight's not so bad though.
1: TV's good at midnight, but um, is yeah. It? It,
0: yeah what you, nothing you new is on at midnight anything you're watching at midnight you're watching something that's already preloaded
1: Yeah probably it's there's probably a movie on Turner Classics there, there's which I watch a lot there's okay. there's Blue Bloods I love watching Tom Selleck How can you not uh, you know uh for the whole entire duration of the the vacation, Las Vegas was being broadcasted on e-network and they did it from first episode to last episode. So I watched days of Las Vegas. I have wow, no life. There's no, I, I have no life. There's no girlfriend. There's no children. There's no, there's no nothing. So what am I doing besides work? Work defines me. So when we did not have the show, I was like a lost puppy trying to find myself. And I realized I had zero hobbies. And
0: now you think that I'm cross-examining you. You're getting a little up upset
1: no I'm just realizing now that I, my <laughs> life is very sad outside of working with you and like you said before it does circle back to the sessions with Renee Paquette because if I did not have the warm embrace of this show I my life I'm would a probably warm be, embrace you are happiness my life would probably a warm be embrace
0: shit. not a warm
1: gun no no happiness is a Canadian from Ajax Ontario yes
0: you're God damn right. Okay, well, listen. I think that it's something to work on. Maybe we just like knock off an hour each night. And so, are, are you are you like a melatonin guy? Are you doing some like like singing bowls? Are we like doing a little meditation?
1: I do do the meditation, and I do play sounds when I sleep, which probably makes me the worst person to lay in bed next to. What
0: do you? What are your sounds?
1: It changes every like couple of months so I don't get sick of it. Like first okay. it was like rainstorms, like a light rain, then it became a heavy rain. Then from there it became um, sound bowls and like that weird music at like a megahertz that relaxes you and calms you down. And then from there it went to brown noise and then from there it went to green noise and then it went to a, a sleep meditation podcast. And now I'm on the gentle ocean waves at night.
0: You know what? It's funny. I was just, I just took a red eye home from Seattle and on that flight, I'm like at the airport, I've got my headphones on. I was listening. (laughs) I, John and I just finished watching the show Fleischman is in trouble on Hulu. Great show, a little stressful. We really enjoyed it. We kind of plot through, But they had a really great soundtrack. And on the last episode, they were playing um, Fade Into You by Mazzy Star. So that song was in my head. So I was like looking for my I was like listening to Mazzy Star on like Spotify, which then led me to a playlist that somebody curated called songs like Fade Into You. So I was listening to all these songs while I'm like at the airport. I really love sad music. So I'm like listening to it. But then I like I don't know, kind of hit a point where I was like. I just don't think I want to listen to anything right now. So I took off my headphones. I get on the plane, but then like out of habit, I kept kind of putting them back on. But yeah, it was kind of bothering me. I think I'm at the point that I don't want any sounds now when I'm sleeping. I'm I'm over it all. I want pure silence.
1: Well, you know what? Um, and I think a lot of DJs could attest to this if they ever did like nightclubs and, and surrounded themselves in nightlife. Tinnitus is a very real thing and my ears. What is what what
0: is tinnitus? What does that mean? It's like
1: a ringing sound like you get like a. You ever see like remember when you would say, oh, my ears are ringing. Somebody's talking to me. Yes. Well, when it's constant because you have loud music in your head and you're trying to blend with that because you're a purist and you don't want to blend with color on Serato. So you keep your headphones blaring. Uh, my ears would ring constantly. So there's always something. There's like a fan going. So I have to have the fan. I got. Is the your hearing out.
0: bad? Is your hearing bad now because of that?
1: I got it tested, and no, that they said it was good. Your ears will just ring from time to time. You just have to, mm. you know.
0: I think my ears have gotten kind of bad in the last little while. Like. I don't know if it's from wearing an IFB all the time, because when I have an IFB and I crank it up, because anytime you're doing live television, it's not that I'm because ju- I only just wear one IFB um, so that I can hear the production truck if I'm doing a live shot. But I have to crank it up so that I can hear it over the crowd sound so I can hear it over someone's entrance music, whatever it may be. Um, so I always crank it up, but I find that my hearing's going. But my dad, who's worked in the music industry for forever, he started to lose his hearing. And now he's got to wear a hearing aid because he always had he I don't know that he always wore earplugs or whatnot, like being at shows and being around loud music and loud noises like that all the time. So beware.
1: I know my dad for years when he was working in construction with like the jackhammers and oh all the, like the God, loud stuff. Oh my God, I can't stuff.
0: even imagine. So
1: now at this point, if you ever try to have a conversation with him and you're in another room or whatever, he's not going to hear you. He's just yeah, in yeah, his own- Yeah, a lot of huh? Yeah, a lot of that. He does that. Well, my mother, maybe he, it's just by design because he wants to ignore Ange, but there's a lot of huh?
0: What? <laughs> That is me and John all day long. He thinks that it's just me. He's like, you're deaf. I'm like, no, you mumble. He is a big mumbler and he speaks at a tone that only like werewolves can hear sometimes. (laughs) like, I just can't hear you. But then he had me convinced. I'm like, am I going deaf? I don't know. I think I just can't hear you. So a lot of us during the day is him mumbling at a certain tone, me going, what? Huh? Huh? To the point that if I don't catch it on the second repeat, I don't need to hear it
1: renee there's times when i'm backstage at aew and i'm having a conversation with your husband i will have to lean my ear in yes. to him maybe it's a and-
0: tactic maybe he's smarter than all of us and it's just a tactic
1: and i don't want him to think like i'm rubbing up on him close but i just can't hear him because it's like ah, you know guy it's uh, he's yeah. very
0: raspy too he's blown his voice out over the years so that does that adds to the situation right
1: and i'm like this am like
0: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I I mean, yeah. (laughs) Do you know how many times I just like agree to what he's saying? Because I don't actually know what he said. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sounds good.
1: You know what we should start doing? We should start doing how they used to do back in like the 1600s and put like the tube in the ear Mm, with the big mm -hmm. like brass.
0: I need that. The big
1: brass tube. And you just do this every time John speaks.
0: Please, can I get subtitles on that? Give me a subtitle. Hit me with a subtitle. Anyways, guys, it's now a podcast about ears. I didn't know this is where we're going, but ears equal piercings, which leads me to my nose ring. I think I want to take it out.
1: Oh, it's time.
0: I think it's... You think it's time? It's time. I thought you were going to convince me to keep it.
1: Well, I I, I do like it, right? But if... If you know you're trying to do something a little bit more different because, you know, now we made uh we made an appearance on Rachel Ray.
0: I don't think Rachel Ray's gonna go, Oh my god, her nose is pierced. No way. This edgy no. woman. I don't think anyone gives a shit. I think a nose oh, piercing anymore. is so uh. common. That's like saying don't get tattoos, you're never gonna get a job. That's not a thing at all anymore. That's just non existent.
1: Maybe they might think, ah, this Paquette, she's a she's a rebel. She has the the metal in the nose, real wild child. I tell you, um, what made you? What what's the decision?
0: I don't know. I just think I'm over it. Every time I see it, I'm like, I don't know. But then I go to take it out, and I'm like, I don't know if I'm fully ready. But I'm I'm on the brink. It's very soon to be. I think it's going to happen soon. I'm ready to move on.
1: At what point do you think, especially at like our ages? Do we stop chasing the youth?
0: (laughs) So I think that's part of it's really funny. So when I got my nose pierced, I was probably 33, something like that. Probably about 33. A late bloomer. A late bloomer to get the nose piercing. But I didn't really think much of it. I just really wanted it. I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I remember I was at an appearance with Roman Reigns and he was like, Aren't you a little old? <laughs> <Just done that. laughs> and I was like, yeah, you know what? You're probably right. You didn't say it like that, but he was like, I think he said that because we're like the same age. He's like, aren't we like a little beyond that? And I was like, yeah, you're probably right. So it's funny that he, he probably doesn't remember that he said that, but it stuck in my head. But yeah. I think I think I'm like past the age of having a nose. Ring.
1: I think you gave it a good run. I think yeah. maybe now it's time to switch it up a little bit. Maybe you do something else. Like, what else can we get now? Is there is there some type of other body modification you want? What
0: if I pierced my nipples? What if I did a nipple pierce? No, I'm just kidding. I would never. They've been through enough.
1: I am curious, though. And if, if you are a, a woman with. Nipple piercings, and you you did breastfeed your child. I would like to know: does the milk shoot out both piercings, or no? Like, how does that work?
0: Honestly, I have no idea. I don't know. Like, how does what does the
1: milk come out of the nipple, or does it come out of like the the yeah, it the, comes the out other- of the
0: nipple. It comes out of the nipple, but it's weird because it's like there's like more. It's not like one little hole. I don't think. I think there's like several little like spots that it comes out of James. If you know any more about breastfeeding, please chime in. But I feel like when I was breastfeeding and I would like look at my boob, it was almost like it was almost like a shower head. Like there's like multiple spots where it comes out. Am I weird? Maybe I just have a weird nipple. I don't know
1: how I'm imagining this now, because I'm still perpetually 16 years old, is that it's like that shower head. And then you just turn on the different settings and like the (laughs) breast milk can shoot out like the machine gun (laughs) Yeah. yeah, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, just, just, just switch it. Just switch that little like, little dial and see what you get. Yeah, it's a trip though. It's really weird when you start breastfeeding because like, when you, they hand you the baby and they're like, you, you got to start breastfeeding. And obviously if it's your first child, you've never breastfed a day in your life. And nothing really comes out. It's a stuff called um, colostrum comes out and it's like yellowy, but it's like high in calories, high in fat. It's really great for your kid until your milk comes in. And then when your milk comes in, it's really weird. I remember I was like taking laps around my living room couch, holding Nora, just walking, bouncing around. I was like, oh my God, my shirt is soaked. My milk all came in and I had just leaked through my shirt. Guys, welcome to the sessions. We're really doing it today. Did you
1: celebrate once (laughs) the milk started? Oh, it was a big
0: moment. I was like, look, I felt like a woman. I felt like I arrived. Look at me.
1: It's like, hey, welcome to the party, boobs. We're here now. It's time to go.
0: Yeah, it was it was really a big moment. It was very cool.
1: NFL Wild Card Weekend is here, and the easiest way to get into the playoffs is with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. New customers join today and get started with one hundred and fifty dollars in free bets, guaranteed. When you place your first five dollar bet, just sign up with the promo code Rene. That's Renee. That's R E N E E. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props. Plus, you can combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same game parlay. That's all on the app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, FanDuel is now live in Ohio. So, Ohio, make sure you get in on all the action with these great offers from now throughout January. So, football fans, don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet and get $150 in free bets, win or lose, with the promo code Renee. That's R-E-N-E-E. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Disclaimer, 21 plus in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issue as non-withdrawable free bets that expire in 14 days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG for Colorado, Iowa, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 for Arizona. 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com for Kansas. 1-877-770-STOP for Louisiana. Visit www.mdgamblinghelp.org for Maryland, one HOPE 8 hope or text HOPE-NY-467369 for New York, 1-800-522-4700 for Wyoming, or visit www.1800gambler.net for West Virginia.
0: Um, okay, so New Year's, did you come up with any kind of a resolution? Are you a resolution guy?
1: No, I try to just stay with listen. And you're talking to somebody that has very minimal habits and routines. So I think my my you think thing that's is you true. Just-
0: I don't know. I think you are a little routiney. You have like, or maybe you're like regimented in a certain way. Like you eat certain things and you do like you. You are a little bit more regimented. I would say.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, I'm a weirdo in that sense. Like now, it's been just bo- like water in glass bottles for like the last three months. Oh, that's your thing. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Why?
1: I don't know. I like to be an Aquapana boy. What can I tell you? <laughs> um, you know, an Aquapana poppy, whatever. Um, <laughs> it's my thing. Okay. Um that actually might be the name of this episode. Uh because it just rings <laughs> <on> puppy. <laughs> Pot of poppy. But um no, I just you know what it is? I'm trying to get rid of like like plastics within the system. Um because I'm reading up all about this system. Your sleep personal shit. system. Yeah, my personal system. So I'm like, I'm trying to change it all up. So I think for me, I think one of the the things that I'm going to try to do, specifically as a creator responsible for other individuals' visions, I'm going to be less um oh god how can i put it oh i gotta make sure that this is done and it sounds right because if it's not it's gonna make renee sound bad or it's gonna make rosenberg sound bad oh i gotta fucking sit there for you can hours you make and-
0: rosenberg sound bad make me sound good make rosenberg sound bad <laughs> just kidding rosenberg i love you
1: but love you pete love you syph um <laughs> But yeah, no, it's like those things. And I think just to be a little bit more, but, I, I, but I've i been practicing this so for a while now. you want to loosen
0: up a little bit is what you're saying?
1: Yeah, oh my God. Yeah. Okay, you know, I, th- okay, I think as Let's get like,
0: loose. Lube it up a I little wanna,
1: bit. I want to just be like, you know, like, eh, yeah. what's gonna
0: like, Don't be so rigid. No, I want to do the go. thing John does
1: when he walks into like some places. Like, eh.
0: We all want to be a little bit more like John. I've learned that. That's for sure. That's the thing. That's, that's
1: my, if we're talking about resolutions, my thing is to now like- compartmentalize more Mm. instead of just being so hyper-focused on like x y and z and then let it sit in my belly like all right do it embrace it respect it for what it is understand why it is and then move on from it
0: move on let it go in the words of uh anna or elsa let it go baby we're big into frozen over here um, yeah, I can see that. Mine's almost a little bit similar to yours where I I think I need to learn to be a little bit more comfortable in the not doing of things. I just need to like to kind of chill and just enjoy those moments. That's something I've kind of like learned about myself, especially over the past couple years is, um, when I'm not busy, I feel like I'm, Like losing my footing to a degree or that I'm not doing enough, that I'm going to lose my place in the world. Like all of those things are just like, can we just calm it down for a second?
1: I wrote that in my journal. You did? Verbatim. Specifically as this show started to get extremely popular very quickly I started to garner a reputation as being the podcast whisperer. It's 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 That's strange, you. you know, my work in WWE. You had that ha- before that well. coming
0: to me because you had that. That's why I came to you because I already knew this about you.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Um, but I think it genuinely here, um, the profile became rather large. You know, when, when you're in the machine, it's really not. But when it just became, you know, you and I and then you and I in the volume and now you and I and James. It became like more of a, oh, uh, Sparks knows I got to I got to ask him X, Y and Z or I'm going to consult him. So then I would be able to charge a a consulting fee or I'd be able to do this or that or whatever. And it's like, oh, my God, if I'm not doing a thousand and one things, what am I doing?
0: I know. Isn't that weird? Like what? It's such a weird pressure that I think tons of people put on themselves.
1: How does it define me? And. I've always had this mix. Like you're a in front of the camera gal. You know what I mean? Like, so like people already know like, okay, cool. This is Renee. She is a host. She comes prepared. Yada, yada, yada. I dabble between like hanging out with you doing this, popping on other things. So it's like, I'm not necessarily a on air talent or personality. I'm more of a backstage guy back behind the scenes. So it's, it's kind of like, Oh man, like, I see all my, my other contemporaries doing everything and it's like, ah, well, well, you're not really doing everything that maybe you could be doing.
0: Isn't it kind of sad that the comparison thing that we'd never really stop doing it?
1: There is so much imposter syndrome and I've I've oh, only I love shared it. I this. Love it. I've only shared this once. But the crazy part about it is you realize this. And i I I knew this specifically when I went to WWE, right? Because I guess my situation was a lot different. I was coming from Sirius XM. I was in like a small little box of, of, of a room and it was like there was yeah. no lights, there was no no nothing, and it was just like music constantly. That's probably where your vampire with, with habits music.
0: really thrived.
1: It it did. Oh, oh my god, that's where it where it started. Yeah. You know, walking around the streets of Times Square at five in the morning trying to go Isn't home. Isn't that can't fucking sleep.
0: great, though, when no one's out and you feel like the city is yours there's something really special and cool about always,
1: that? Al- it's always. Awesome. Always. Always. Yeah. I felt like I owned that yeah. building at night I because bet. there was nobody there. It was great. So what I realized when I went to, to New York, brother, was that my whole disposition on work had to change. I'm, I'm looking at people that they may or not have known more than me. But it was like there was an imposter syndrome to be like, they're here. You're now a alien within their world. And now you have to adapt to their lingo, to their language, to a completely different routine, a completely different regimen. It's
0: constantly like adapting and proving yourself again in so many different settings.
1: Exactly. And I was like, wobbity, but like, <laughs> ah, whoa. And it was just such a overload of just everything that you know, you start to you start the anxiety starts to happen, and the, and then you're comparing yourself to others. Oh, what am I not doing? Uh, the, why am I not doing this? Why am I not doing that? And and that was the first time I really started to understand what it was to have now, anxiety. What a to beautiful have, thing,
0: huh? Uh, Imposter
1: syndrome. Oh, it can't right. Like you, you spent you spent years, years working to get to a place, and then you're incredibly unhappy. And you don't know why and you can't figure out why. And, and you think, is it, is it, is it me? Is there a connection thing going on? And then you, you start doing more. That's when I got into the mindfulness, the meditation, the journaling, the, the therapy, the yoga, because it was all things that I needed to, to really go inward to figure out, Hey, what, wh- what is this? You know, why, why are we this way? Is it something in our brains? Do we tell ourselves something? And we do. So, like, when you're saying you're not doing enough, you could be doing more because you might see somebody that you might look up to in the media world doing X, Y, and Z. You're like, damn, how come I'm not doing that? But then if you sit back and you take stock of your life, well, let's legitimately take stock of what you did during the pandemic alone. Motherhood. podcast, Starting a podcast. From the baseline of zero. Right? And a YouTube channel from a base lot of zero. subscribe to the YouTube channel right now um, you know that that's incredible on top of being pregnant, writing a cookbook, releasing a cookbook, working with Jackie Redmond on NHL, then doing the show with Misha on Sirius XM.
0: But here's the funny thing, though, is when you're you're connecting so many different things, you're like, go, go, go do this show. Yes, I'll do this. Yes, I'll check out this show. That then I kind of found myself in a position of going, "Ooh, my plate is too full. It's too full. What needs to go away? How can I kind of get my life back on track? That you have all these connections that have happened that yeah, then you got to kind of clear the plate again a little bit. So that's where I'm kind of at now where I've kind of cleared the plate. I'm in a really great spot. I'm super happy with everything I have going on. That now is just about being like it's a learning thing, you know? I went from doing one thing for so long and having that insane schedule, but that schedule just becomes normal to them being in control of my own schedule, inundating myself with so much stuff to now going okay, now let's pick and choose from the seeds that you planted. What we're going to continue to uh, to nurture. So, anyways, that kind of brings back to the whole thing of like you can kind of just chill out a little bit when you have a little downtime. Enjoy it, embrace it. Having a kid certainly makes me feel that way too. Because when I'm home, I just want to be with her. I don't want to be on my phone. I don't want to prep for thirteen different things. Like it becomes really hard when I'm like, oh my god, I've got this interview with the Bengals. I've got to prep for that. Oh, I've got this thing coming up with AEW that I need to be ahead of. If we've got a podcast booked. Whatever it is, it's sometimes I'm just like, oh, my God, my head's just constantly spinning. I don't like that.
1: And I think the thing is, too, we don't appreciate. I'm not saying you Um, like I'm saying like in terms of me, like sometimes I won't appreciate the thing that I'm doing when I'm doing it. It'll only come afterwards months later. Like, oh, my God, we like we whoa, we did this incredible thing in Vegas. That was fun. Oh, my God. Like, you don't yeah, think yeah, of yeah. it. You're just in it, right? So it's like we have to start, I think all of us have to start taking stock in our lives and just be being grateful that, now. one, be we get to do it. this. You know what I mean? Enjoy
0: it. Love it. Yeah,
1: that's it. Be in the now. What a zenful episode of, I of this I know. My God.
0: Okay, so we've, we've kind of checked the boxes on New Year's resolutions. We covered holidays. Um, I would be remiss to not bring up the conversation you and I just had the other day um, about footwear. I am becoming... A footwear icon of the ages.
1: feel like I had a hand in you this. You did
0: have a hand in this. You know what, James? You also <laughs> had a hand in this. Um, I feel like it just kind of swirls around me that now I love. I love some Nike Dunks. I've decided that's my shoe.
1: It is a very you shoe. I also think that you're in a locker room where a lot of people have really good feats. Um, you know, they have a lot of heat on them feet. I think, uh, the DMD has a lot of heat on the feet.
0: The DMD has her finger on the pulse, which by the way, she got me in a little bit of hot water the other day when we were out shopping in Seattle. <laughs> ay aye, ay. <laughs> Um, it was a good purchase. It was a great purchase because listen, we are in the era of the flat shoe.
1: Yes. We're absolutely. in the era of
0: being comfortable. I've got to be comfortable on the plane. I need to have a, on a flat shoe when I'm working. I'm in an arena. I don't need to make myself five foot nine in a pair of gigantic heels because that does not serve anybody else around me. I need to remain somewhat small. Um, so having a flat shoe certainly helps.
1: Well, what I liked it was that episode, it was one episode, you're in the, as I like to call it, your Harry Styles fit. Mm-hmm.
0: I hated that outfit, by the way. I hated everything about it. I wasn't happy with it. It's actually an old outfit that I wore to WrestleMania in New Orleans. And I was like, mm, let's give this one another go. I just didn't love it. I wasn't thrilled. Give it away. Let,
1: let somebody else wear it.
0: Oh, it's, it's already gone. I didn't even bring it home. It's gone. It's left in a hotel room. In San Antonio, was I in San Antonio then? Is that right? I
1: don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't
0: couldn't tell don't you. Know.
1: But hey, well, no, Denver. There you go. It's yeah, in the middle, almost near Texas. It's fine. Um, <laughs> sure. Uh, I, I, what I liked about it though, because there was a shot, and you can see that somebody's wearing the Dunks, and I'm like. Oh, look at her. Before she even told me she's becoming a dunk person, she was wearing dunks with this sequin outfit. Wait till I get her via text message.
0: Normally, I would not have wanted to wear those shoes with that outfit. I merely put those on because my heels were making me too big. That outfit requires heels. I Having that outfit on with a sneaker did not, it was not good. I was actually a little annoyed that the shoes made it onto the shot on television. I was like, fuck.
1: Obviously, but as a sneaker connoisseur and an appreciator of the soul, you know, I, I see and I'm like, I, I see what she's doing here because she was staunch.
0: You mean, you mean like my personal soul or the gum soul? Uh, the,
1: the personal soul.
0: Oh, because it does have a nice well, soul. It,
1: well, that, soul. that one has more of an ice soul because of the, because of the, like the white. So, like, ice souls no, are soul soul? I sold some more blue. There is a gum sole in it. There is a gum sole. I got to look at them. There is. You guys have photos. I got to see them.
0: There is. I'm a sucker soul.
1: for a good gum sole. I'm a sucker I like for a it good too. gum sole.
0: I also really, really So enjoy
1: now, it. okay, you have how many pairs now?
0: Oh, only two. I only have two. Let me get you up there. I know, but I don't, I don't really feel the need to buy a ton of them because yeah, I, mean, I bought them. That's rotation, though. Yeah, I guess.
1: Maybe like three.
0: I, three is fine. I like the the light pink ones that you sent me are cute because now I'm in my wide leg jean era as we all are because we can't wear, we don't wear skinny pant anymore. It's gone. Good riddance. I'm a little sad about this. Fashion is very weird to me right now. I don't know what I like. I'm not really, I don't know. I don't know. I'm feeling uncomfortable.
1: You know what? So am I. I. I feel fat.
0: Why do you feel fat? Let's talk about this. I'm starting to eat the
1: meats. I'm at 100 and I'm almost at 190 right now. Again, you're talking to somebody that when we first started to do the show is 145.
0: You should not be 145, though. You're how tall are you? Like six, one, six, six foot. foot. Yeah. Six foot, 145 is a thin man. No one wants to feel that bone on bone connection during the bone session.
1: And now it's like I can't fit into the leather pants that I have Mm. because my legs are too big. I have an ass again because I did have one before I didn't have one. I am Italian, so I do got some junk in the trunk.
0: You got that booty back there. Okay, I like it.
1: I do I do I, well, I also made it a point to be like I'm gonna do the workouts that I see women doing on Instagram do- when they have fit <laughs> attached to their wait, name. Wait
0: wait you're so you're doing female booty workouts. are you doing like squats and pulses and like what are you doing?
1: All of it I'm I'm squatting twice a week. I'm doing the pulses I'm doing the hip thrusts things where you like lay on the thing and you do the hip thrusts. you and-
0: doing it with weights?
1: Yeah, my cheeks are popping bro.
0: You know, what's good, though, is if you do the if you put like a heavy band uh, like on your thighs and then then you do the hip raise and then you pulse out like outwards, that will get right in that top booty meat real good.
1: I got to do that. See, I I literally work out in a very male dominated old school 80s clang and bang gym. Mm -hmm. Like when you walk in, there is a cardboard cutout. On the wall of Arnold Schwarzenegger. So it's like you have to pray to the God before you walk in. (laughs) And here I am just doing like pulses.
0: I think Arnold would appreciate the pulses. I think he knows about those like those fine tiny little muscles that you've got to get in. Sorry, I don't know if that burp just picked up on the mic, but something just exited my body. Sorry. It's okay. These things happen. Hey, we're human.
1: We talked about <laughs> your breast milk before. You talked about when they finally came. I think a burp can get through. It's okay.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, so yeah, so now it's like I'm trying on all these pants that I, I've collected throughout the years and nothing fits now. I have one pair of jeans that fit, thank God, but they're ripped jeans, vintage from 1993. They're Levi's. They fit me the straight leg, like, you know, like normal. And the only thing that really works with them are my Jordans or my Dunks. And, and now I have to go on the quest to search for denim that I like that fits around my waist. And that isn't so new where everything is either like slim
0: fit and tapered at the ankle. And it's just but like, I don't think, I think that's gone. That's out the door. I actually just got a pair of Levi's that are a great wide leg. They fit me great everywhere, but they are a little big around the waist. You kind of can't have it all, all the time. You know,
1: let me ask you, do you accessorize with a boot or are you now because you are into the high top dunk? You're doing both.
0: i have not committed yet. I'm not sure.
1: Because I think I want to, I think I want a pair of, of Docs. I think it's time. I think it's time I cross over. You don't
0: own any Docs? I've
1: never had a pair. Oh,
0: it's time. Pull the trigger. What are we waiting for? Let's go.
1: I feel like I need to make this purchase when you're around in real life. Mm, I think it should be a thing that we do.
0: Yeah. Hey, sign me up. Um, okay. So 2023, we are in it. Um, we're up, we're not up to our eyeballs in it. We're like up to our ankles in it. We've just started. 2023 is here. It is fresh to death. Um, and a lot of great wrestling has happened as of late. How much of Wrestle Kingdom did you watch?
1: Oh, I've watched all of it. I watched the of course pre- I watched did. the. Well, I couldn't sleep, so I was. i <laughs> in the new Japan world, it. man. Yeah,
0: Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay, they just tore that place a new b hole, huh?
1: Oh, a b hole was created. I think there is a listen when <laughs> you when you have arguably two of the best professional wrestlers in the world, right? Subjectively speaking, because everybody will get on me. How can you think this one's? A-? Oh my god, fuck off! Yeah, um, but. <laughs> Uh, I think it does not get greater than them in terms of just snap and pacing and footwork and storytelling and just aggressiveness.
0: Did it feel like a passing of the torch to you? Was this a passing of the torch or was this just two competitors? There's an age gap between the two of them, but Kenny is very much so still in his prime.
1: I think a passing of the torch would have been Omega going out on his sword. Right. You know what I mean? And, and Will Ospreay becoming the conquering hero. And he beat the literally the god of New Japan pro wrestling in terms of being a gaijin. What got me was how the, the whole thing started. You know, Will Ospreay could be very polarizing on on social media.
0: Yeah, the press conference stuff was getting spicy. He's not afraid to run his mouth. And to me, that was the
1: best part because it was so obviously it was planned. But like the reactionary response to Dash across the table, throw the belt on the side, get into his face and put the microphone up. And then he gets into his face and he cuts this real promo. He was so in the moment. And Omega played it so deadpan, so great. And then once Will Ospreay did his thing, Omega just gave him the death stare. And that's how it ends. And you're like, Jesus Christ, I can't wait to watch this now. And to me, it was so far The best match of and I know it's
0: early to say we're days in we're days in,
1: but they set the bar and now you have to top that bar, which is going to be extremely difficult to do. But that match was, man, let me tell you something. The after effects of that match with Omega with the black eye and then Osprey's just chest and shoulders just look ripped up. Like literally Insane. he has gashes and black and blues and they put the pedal they to really the metal did. and they delivered. Um, now my, and I know you, you don't know, even though you wear a producer title at AEW as well. Um, do we get things now? Like will we see a Will Osprey? rematch with Kenny Omega at an AEW pay-per-view or on AEW television. Now, where does it go with the IWGP United States Championship? To me, the most important thing is now having all these questions because that title has been around some really good performers' ways. It was around your husbands. It's been around Kenny's. It was on Cody. It was on um, Lance Archer, Will Ospreay. It's been on some really good Juice names. Juice had it but for a
0: bit too, didn't he? Juice, Juice had Juice it. Juice had yeah. it as
1: well. Yeah, Juice had it. Jay White had it. So it's like, okay, cool. But it was never really primarily defended in America, right? And... And the rumor or like the, 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 the topic was when New Japan Strong started, everybody thought that that belt was going to be the title for New Japan Strong. It wasn't. They created their own title. Real pretty title, too. But now I want to see that title being defended in in America. And, and people could could scoff and say, ah, AEW needs another championship to be defended on, on television. Yes. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Because they have a partnership with New Japan Pro Wrestling. And you know what? Who's to say that OC won't go to Japan and defend the All-Atlantic Championship there? And let's say somebody beats OC and now New Japan can take that title and work that one. You don't know. Tony's a mad genius.
0: Yeah, he is. Listen, there's a lot of great options. And I think that's the thing that's really cool that I think fans really love to be able to see is different promotions working together um, all for the benefit of professional wrestling being as great as it can be. I think having those possibilities and knowing that like, shit, yeah, this could just happen. I think it's not a matter of egos being in the way or worried about X, Y, and Z. I think it's just a matter of yeah. Plugging together the right things when the time makes sense. And I think Tony Khan has done such an awesome job of that, of bringing in people to make a splash and having those really great moments. It's, it's killer.
1: And, you know, I think it's also a return to form for Kenny Omega as well, because you got to remember, mm-hmm. he was sidelined for eight months. Oh, my God. I know. Multiple I know. injuries. He Then he he comes back and he's been in a trio and he's been killing it with the Bucks. And then there was a little snafu for 90 days. So they were, they were off TV for 90 days. And then he comes back and it's right into, again, an incredible trios program. But you get to see this man in Japan in full form. The
0: cleaner is back.
1: Exactly. And you remember why. And now you start to satiate. I want another Kenny Omega singles run in AEW because the man was champion for three hundred and forty six days.
0: You know who's got a good gig too? Don Callis. Oh my did you (laughs)
1: that promo when he talked about God's tears and it started to rain and it was God's tears. He's, a, he's a dude that knows how to dress too. He's he, a sharp yeah, dresser. Yeah, he, he
0: does have he's a sharp. he's yes, he is a sharp dressed man, certainly. But he's got a great gig. I mean, you want to like attach your cart onto a pony, and that <laughs> pony being Kenny Omega. Yeah. I mean, good God. It's so great. I think I think he's really fun to watch, and I think he definitely like adds a lot to that whole presentation. Um, really, really great. Um Mercedes Monet made her big debut. At Wrestle Kingdom, uh, the much anticipated, everyone kind of heard those rumblings. I tried to get Rocky to kind of spill the beans here a little bit on what was going on. Um, she had uh, Bailey with her. Trinity was with her. Obviously, FTR was already over there on their own. Uh, but what did you think about this debut for Mercedes?
1: Uh, let me say this first, because I, I, I seen, um, again, the army of unfuckable hate nerds um, attacking it. <laughs> If you've never seen New Japan pro wrestling or you've never been to a a real deal New Japan show, not the shows that when New Japan comes here, um, the crowd is a very conservative Japanese crowd.
0: It blew my mind when I was there because I got to go to New I went to Wrestle Kingdom with John three years ago. I had never seen a Japanese crowd before. Um, I heard the lore, but it is very different. When you are inside Tokyo Dome for Wrestle Kingdom, and it's not the crowd that we're used to in America. It, they're not loud and rambunctious, I think. And I, I, I don't know. Would you know more information about the clapping sections and, and what that was? I don't really know what yeah, that was. Yeah, like,
1: there's like design, like specific sections that are just designated to clap.
0: Is that a COVID thing?
1: There was a mandate for a while. They weren't allowed to even make noise. Yeah. The crazy part about it is they were having fans Sit one seat, empty seat, one seat, empty seat, one seat, empty seat. So like, you know, now to see it back in full form, I think they did over 86,000 people at the Tokyo Dome this year. And you were there when it was
0: popping. Yeah. And it was still it's quiet. It's very it's not it's not the American crowd. So to your point of what people's reaction was for Mercedes.
1: You just know when people have that it. Right. Like she she already had it when she was in WWE and she solidified a Hall of Fame career, winning multiple championships on both brands and, and having some really dope banger matches. Some of my favorite matches that she did. One of them was the, the cage match with uh, Charlotte Flair. But to see her come out. And she has this like ornate headpiece on and then she has like this Bob wig and it's like flames and then she has the kimono and then she takes that off and then she reveals and it's this really, really dope sequined, like red, white suit. And then she cuts this promo and yeah, like the promo was a little bit indicative of WWE and it's hard. And you know, once you once you like shake that, you get used to like other prompts and other promotions like You find your way, but the thing to me that always, that stands out from when WWE talent go anywhere else, they know where the cameras are. They know how to get the crowd built up to the point and then hit them with the big finish at the end. And that's it. One of them might have botched the finish. We still don't know what the finish is really going to be. She did it in like six inch platform
0: heels. Oh, my God. When she came on those heels, that's a Mickey James shit right there. <laughs> yeah. Look out. I know. I saw her in those boots. I was like, is she doing physicality on those? Holy moly.
1: And then she she holds up the belt and that's the moment. That's the money shot picture that's going around. Statement made. Then she goes in the back, she cuts that really cool um, promo for the press conference, and she says that the, the CEO tour is going to happen, and she's going to go anywhere, she's going to do anything, she's going to do what she wants, and she's going to command the bag to get it. And I think that's really, really cool, because there's a couple of things that you have never seen in New Japan before. You've never seen a woman do it. They're finally dipping their toes into having women on their shows. They were doing, they were doing women's matches maybe when you were there, or maybe like the year after. They
0: had women... do some pre-show matches when I was there, but they were not on the main card.
1: So for an American, not even just an American, a black woman to come to New Japan Pro Wrestling and make a statement like that is very huge. And I don't know if some people understand the gravitas of that because that that is unprecedented. And so... Now it's only a matter of time, and I think she'll probably most likely go over on Kyrie because Kyrie's a lifer there. She's done. I don't think she comes back to America. I don't think she probably had the best experience here, probably didn't like it. So she probably wants to finish her career as a Japanese legend. So now I think she'll just finish out her thing there. So I think they'll trade the belt back and forth. I think it'll be some incredible matches because they've already worked each other in WWE, so they're familiar, but those handcuffs are off. So now we're off to the
0: races. I would like to chime in on, on Mercedes for a second. From me, having worked with her from such an early time, met her at NXT, watched her rise through WWE, watched those ups and those downs, those times of kind of stepping out uh, after WrestleMania, after losing the tag titles, having that moment, kind of leaving for a little while, spending some time in Japan, I believe she spent some time in Mexico, to seeing what she's done now for you know, whatever exactly happened on her and Trinity, walking out from WWE. I really applaud the balls of this woman to, I don't want to say not give a shit. It's not giving a shit. It's actually giving a ton of shits. She cares so much about what she does. She cares so much about women's professional wrestling. And it's not easy. I, I know a lot of people, if you want to watch from the outside and be like, yeah, you know what's good. Leave that company. Go do whatever. It's not fucking easy to walk away from making a Good amount of money. I have no idea what her contract was. She's making a lot of money. There's not a lot of opportunities in the world to do what she does as a professional wrestler, make a good income, still professionally be satisfied with what she's doing. And for her to put one of those things ahead of the other and go, no, I'm not satisfied with what I'm doing. This isn't right. This isn't sitting right with me. I want to go out and pursue these other things. And to just have the guts." To do that and not knowing you don't have your hand on that other branch. You don't know what that looks like. I don't know if she thought maybe I'll eventually go to AEW. I, I mean, I'm sure she always knew she wanted to go to Japan. I think that must have always been somewhere that she wanted to land, uh, whether it's doing something in stardom, showing up, doing something in, uh, in New Japan, doing something at the at Wrestle Kingdom, obviously. But for her to not really know what that's going to be and have that time again, going back to what we're talking about at the beginning of this, what do you do in that uncomfortable time of what am I where do I go? What am I going to do? Am I going to go do more television shows? Am I going to go do some movies? I'm like, what am I going to do? So for her to kind of take that time and listen, I would love to pick her brain and have her on here. I have floated the request her way (laughs) to have her on to know what that's like to kind of sit in that downtime and not know where you're going to go and to block out that noise. I can't even imagine how many people, whether it's people on social media, it's people she knows, it's friends, it's coworkers, it's peers kind of trying to. Get in her head to figure out what she's going to do. How can you walk away from making all this money? You have all these opportunities. She was always a very much so featured player on WWE television. She had a great career. She was never going to not work or, you know, be sidelined entirely. So anyways, I just think it's really fucking cool to see someone care so much about what they do and receive flack for that for whatever reason and to stick to your guns and go out and do that and then show up and have that big moment um and yeah I, it's it's the beginning for her it's the beginning of going to a new company and um you know coming out there and whether it's a promo or you know the the physicality that happened during that moment it's the beginning of something new and you're landing on your feet again in figuring out who you are. Who is Mercedes Monet? How is she different from Sasha Banks? How are you going to kind of navigate these new waters? And knowing how creative she is, I mean, the time she spends in the ring, she's not someone that doesn't want to go to work. She doesn't want to not work. She's a chick that wants to be there and wants to put in the work and like change what women's wrestling is. So, Hats off to her for fucking doing the damn thing, having her friends by her side that understand her vision, that know what she wants to do, and then executing it. Very cool.
1: Because, like we said before, are you doing enough? Are you creatively satisfied? Like a lot of people can rest and coast on their laurels because of what they're doing and who they are. Well, they're
0: afraid the- as well. It's very. It's and I, no no shame in that. It is nerve wracking. It's it is hard to make gigantic. Like, when you think, I'm a kid, my goals are this, I'm going to wrestle, I'm going to do some independent stuff, I'm going to land in WWE, I'm going to win titles, I'm going to do da-da-da-da-da. Um, obviously, that's been able to change now, having other companies around, like an AEW. Um, but you have these ideas of who you're going to be and what you're going to achieve. And then once you land there, and maybe it's not the thing that you thought that it was going to be, how do I get back to that thing that makes me really happy? Because at the end of the day, that's what makes... That's what makes you a fucking human being. Yes, you want to get paid to do it. Yes, you want to live a certain lifestyle and be comfortable uh, to pay your bills and everything, obviously. But if you're not happy doing the thing that you want, that money is just is not worth it.
1: You speak from a source of truth because, you know, you've done it. Your husband did it. I think it is incredibly and again, some people like, ah, how is it brave? And I gotta say, it's incredibly brave to walk away from this thing that that's all you know. Specifically, her. Yeah, she came up from like I guess she was in like the the Massachusetts area. But you really cut your teeth and your bones, and you became somebody oh God, in I mean, WWE. She was so young by the
0: time she even signed WWE. What was she twenty?
1: Yeah, she was young. I think like I think she literally nineteen when she or twenty. Yeah, I think when she got called up to the main roster, she was twenty four.
0: Yeah. But when she first signed her initial contract at NXT, she was at NXT for at least three years. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: I would say like at right least. on the cusp before FCW and she got signed. Yeah. You know, so it's like that's all you know. So, yeah, you're, you're this one person. You're this thing. Like, you know, you're Sasha Banks. You're Dean Ambrose. You're Renee Young. You know what I mean? So it's, it's very like ingrained in you. And then like. You think to yourself, oh, man, is this it? Is this all who I am? Or, you know, you start to maybe that there's a self-doubt that creeps in for a minute. But then once you like you said, once you find your posturing and your positioning and you find your breath and you realize you take it back to why you love doing the thing in which you love doing, hats off because it's it's brave.
0: It's scary, though, because you feel like you're like, am I starting from scratch again? Am I do? How much do I have to prove myself again? It's really going back to all the stuff that you and I were just saying. It's like, it's not, I'm sure she doesn't have any sense of imposter syndrome. She knows what she's doing, but like, who am I again? Who am I outside of these confines? How do I prove that to everybody? Um, yeah, there's, there's a lot of, there's just so much more that goes into it. And I, I feel like. There could be like negativity that swirls around that of like, oh, you weren't happy doing what you did and you should just stay doing the thing because that's what we all love and blah, blah, blah. I just think it's really cool to see her um, just bet on herself and, and go out and do the things that she wants to do. And landing in Japan was that for her.
1: And let me tell you something. I'm very curious to see what happens at the Kia Forum, too.
0: Ooh, I know, right? There's a lot of things swirling around. What a time. What a cool time. I'm actually very, very excited. AEW, yeah, we're uh, out at the forum this week in Los Angeles. Plenty of things that are going to be happening there. So, yeah, I, I cannot wait to see what's going to happen. I actually really do think that women's uh, tag match. I think a lot of people are going to have eyes on that to see exactly uh, what we're going to get. I mean, Britt and Jamie together, dream team. They're amazing.
1: I think Jamie Hader has. It's so cool to see her come into her own and where she started to where she is now. That's what I love about places like AEW, AEW Dark, Dark Elevation, NXT, because you get to see the development of the individual in real time. Yeah. And you get to see what works and you get to see what doesn't work. It gives
0: you like an ownership sort of or a, a sense, a feeling of ownership of, of that person a bit. Almost like, man, I knew this indie band before anybody else did. I heard these songs. I heard these B-sides. I, You know, it's it's that kind of a thing that I think makes fans like feel so attached to somebody and such a natural swell of that for Jamie Hayter.
1: When you're privileged and blessed to go backstage, um, you know, if somebody comes through the curtain afterwards and they like somebody, I won't, I won't say who or what, what I saw, but they um, ran up to to William Regal after they did this thing and they asked, how was it? And he gave literally I saw the gentleman sit at the monitor in viewing and just watch so intently. And then when the individual came back, there was just, here's what worked. Here's what didn't work. Here's how you can improve on this. I believe in you. You can do it. I'm proud of you. You went out there and you rocked it. Let's do it next week again. And it was, that's the stuff to me that makes me smile because you see the work that everybody puts in and how they want to do it. And to me, I'm like, this is why there is nothing greater in terms of performance art than professional wrestling, in my humble opinion, because you see it develop in real time.
0: It's so cool. I love it. I love it so much. Um, Well, hey, we uh, I feel like we did it. We covered a bunch of topics. We closed out on some strong wrestling chit chat. I feel good about it. Uh, But we are back in the swing. We had a little bit of a break for the holidays, which was nice. It was nice to just kind of be with family, shut it down for a little bit, kind of cleanse the palate. And now we are back in the swing of things. So um, we'll have plenty of interviews, plenty of great stuff. And of course, you guys can catch us on AMP as well. So we are on AMP Tuesdays and Thursdays at 830. And uh, we'll see you guys over there. But um, yeah, Tuesdays and Thursdays, both here, anywhere you guys listen to podcasts, of course, and then as well on AMP.
1: Write us a review so we could get the computer's put in as well. All right. It works for the algorithm. <laughs> Subscribe to the channel. Six Comment on algorithm, some of the Algorithm,
0: please. Algo our rhythms.
1: Comment on the channel. I see some of his right things. So continue to write more things on the YouTube. All right. We have a slew of Brian Danielson content. All right, listen, where else are you going to get Brian Danielson, Q from Impractical Jokers, Rocky Romero, Brian Myers? Where are you going to get all? Me and Renee talking about nipples, bad sleep. We didn't get into Abercrombie and Fitch, even though this is an Abercrombie and Fitch oh, uh, hoodie.
0: I got a great Abercrombie winter coat, a teddy coat that looks very nice, and I got it for cheap, and I fucking love it.
1: I love that for you. And yeah. I love that you guys support us Thank you very much And Thank we're gonna guys. really We're really gonna What's the what's the saying? We're really gonna Put 20 Right into dick What, what, what does he say? What did, what did Hangman Page say? Dick in the dirt
0: We're gonna put his dick in the dirt Yeah, 2023's dick Is going to be firmly planted Right in the dirt We are gonna plant new dick seeds We're gonna grow a bunch of dicks We're gonna have a dick crop
1: yeah. We're gonna have an audio <laughs> dick crop Just for you <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, Happy 2023, everybody We're back, this has been The Sessions Bye